What's up everyone? It's Brittany and welcome to One Hot Mess. So today we're going to be talking about, well, if you're going through a hard time right now, if your life is rough right now, I'm going to give you 12 truths to turn to to help you through. Okay, so hard times come and wise people will weather the storm. Not strong, wise. Because it's not strength that gets you through hard times. It's making wise choices that help you stay on track to reach the other side. So here are 12 truths that will help you along the way. The first one is patience. Patience is often a better choice than frantically trying to right the wrong. But my life is burning down. I lost my friends. My relationship is crumbling. I lost my job. I don't have the time to be patient. Well, guess what? Actually, you do. And you may have less choice in the matter than you realize. The truth is that there are times when there is nothing to do. Human beings often feel compelled to do something when times are bad, but sometimes doing things prematurely can make the situation worse. It could be that you also don't know what to do right now. Maybe it's a situation that you have to wait out. Number two, you have survived hard times before, and you will undoubtedly come across more in the future. It's easy to forget how resilient you are when you're drowning, gasping for air, while trying to keep your head above the surface. So take some time to contemplate the other hard situations you've needed to survive and overcome. Sure, this may be worse than what you went through before, but the same tools that helped you survive then can probably help you survive now. And you can also learn new skills and strategies to navigate these difficult times. Just remember, you are strong and you are resilient. Number three is very important. This will pass. Remember, nothing lasts forever and that includes hard times. Life is a series of ups and downs. It's exhilarating on the climb and once you reach the peak. But it can be frightening on the way back down just like a roller coaster. The consistent factor of the roller coaster is that it keeps moving until the ride is over. Sooner or later, that low will end and you will be climbing again. It may take some time, but you'll get there. Number four, there is more than one way to solve a problem. So the difficulties of life, they can sometimes leave us hyper-focused on the issue. So you may look at it and get stuck trying to make one solution work. However, there are so many ways to go about solving a problem. The good news is that you have a wealth of information at your fingertips. Someone, somewhere, has experienced the problem you are having and has survived it. Researching may point you to a different solution or give you ideas to better navigate your situation. 
but don't let yourself get so fixated on a singular solution that you can't see other options. Number five, you're not alone. Now would be the time to reach out to friends, family, or even a professional to find some support through this hard period you're going through. Just talking about the situation can be cathartic as it can lift some emotional weight off of your shoulders. But wait, what if you don't have anyone to lean on? What if a professional is not a possibility? Because unfortunately, that happens. Sometimes we find ourselves alone in some of the worst times of our lives. One solution that may work for you, though, is looking into local or online support groups. Because there are so many out there that can help with a variety of issues. A lot of the times... These groups, they will welcome new members, and you don't have to say a word until you feel comfortable and ready, if ever. So, don't feel like you will need to walk in and rip yourself open in front of strangers. Number six, even if it's your fault, tearing yourself down will only make matters worse. Yeah, it's easy to take hard times personally, and sometimes, yes, sometimes it will be personal. Sometimes you will make a mistake that will negatively affect you in ways that you may not have anticipated. Sometimes you'll look in the mirror and talk yourself down because you made such a drastic error. Well, guess what? You cannot do that, and you shouldn't do that. Tearing yourself down doesn't help the situation, and it won't help you. You're a human. So guess what? You're going to make mistakes. Everyone does. That's just life. You may be unable to fix it, but you can get through it. Number seven, self-care can ease your suffering. The bad and stressful times in our life, it can drain a lot of mental and emotional energy. And as that energy is drained, it's easy to let certain healthy activities fall behind. For example, many people would, you know, opt to eat junk food instead of putting the effort into preparing healthy meals. Also, it's not unusual for temporary depression or anxiety to cause people to self-isolate. But... Taking care of yourself as best as possible, it could help you to maintain a positive attitude. That way, you won't be left cleaning up another mess when the rough patch passes. Number eight, the present moment is what matters most. It's sometimes beneficial to keep your mind in the present. And mindfulness is a very powerful tool for diffusing depression of the past and anxiety of the future is so easy to get trapped in negative thought loops about what you did wrong in the past or could have done better and then on the opposite end of the spectrum you have the fear of the unknown how will these hard times affect me well frankly 
neither is all that useful right now. Sure, you can consider the future and try to make some plans, but there does come a point where it's no longer productive, and that's where mindfulness can help you. Number nine, many hard times have a silver lining. Looking for the silver lining on your cloudy day can help you to maintain a positive attitude so that you can get through the hard times. But listen, sometimes there isn't a silver lining. Sometimes everything just sucks and that's just the way it is. It's okay if you cannot find a silver lining. And it's okay to let yourself feel crappy about your circumstances for a little while. Negative emotions, they are healthy and good for you as long as they are not all-consuming. Don't live in that space. And then when you're ready to climb out of it, start looking for those silver linings to help shift your perspective. And number 10, you have more to be grateful for than you realize. Gratitude, it is a powerful tool for navigating the hard times of life and fostering an appreciation for what you have. Gratitude is a buzzword in the self-help sphere, so the message behind it gets a little wishy-washy. Everyone says you should practice it, but rarely does anyone talk about how it benefits you. The truth is that we have to control our thoughts rather than being controlled by our thoughts. Yes, times might be hard right now, and that's negative. However, you don't have to live with that negativity. Gratitude helps you focus on what you have, what you should be thankful for, and the positives in your life that can help you keep going. You're going to be miserable if you dwell on sad things, and gratitude can kind of help lift you out of it. Number 11, coping skills can make all the difference. Coping skills are definitely invaluable for overcoming the hard times that you'll face, You may have good coping skills now, or maybe it's time to start looking for things that can work for you. People don't always take coping skills seriously because sometimes they are hard to take seriously. No one who is depressed or finds themselves in a bad time of their life wants to be told to think positively. Frankly, it's a bit rude and insensitive to tell other people that, but it helps to keep coping skills like that in mind. Coping skills like pragmatic thinking, exercise, eating healthy, meditation, yoga, and more can help you blow off steam, which in turn will elevate your mood. Number 12. The hard times are often the best times to laugh and have fun. Because the truth is that hard times can maybe last a while, But much like with gratitude, you cannot allow yourself to stay bogged down in the swamp. There will undoubtedly be opportunities to have a good time while sharing a laugh or two with friends and family. It's so tempting to skip out on all those things because times are hard and you don't want to be a drag. But really, the best time to do those things is when you're feeling down. Having fun and sharing a laugh, it can boost your mood, at least for a little while. Reducing that emotional load, it can make it 
much easier to get through the hard times. And just remember that better times are ahead. So just remember that life is stressful. We are bombarded with negative emotions from responsibilities and worries about our family, career, finances, friends, and future. So now we're going to go over some healthy coping skills and strategies to help with negative emotions. So first of all, I just want to say that not managing those negative emotions that come with living life can lead to long-term health problems, mental and physical. And learning how to manage these emotions effectively can help bring you closer to finding peace and happiness in your life. The type of coping strategies you use to manage your negative emotions will come down to what type of person you are and the source of those negative emotions. Not everyone processes their emotions the same way, so what works for you might not be appropriate for someone else. All you can really do is identify the source of the emotions and try out a strategy to help you feel and overcome them. But before we get into the strategies, we need to talk about the types of coping skills out there. So first of all, coping is defined as using actions and thoughts to effectively deal with a negative situation or emotions. And the requirements for coping differ from person to person because everyone has different tolerances for the negative. Those differences also extend to how a person perceives the situation, which will affect the type of strategies they should use to deal with it. A situation that may be mildly uncomfortable for one person may be a serious heartbreak for another. The two people facing that situation will need different coping mechanisms. There is a problem in trying to cite types of coping skills and strategies. There are hundreds of different coping mechanisms, and the field is so broad that there is no commonly accepted consensus on how to categorize them. In fact, there are a few different categorizations that have been put forward by psychologists. For the purposes of this episode, we will be focusing on the categories of problem focus and emotion focus as they are the most commonly used. Okay, so emotion focused coping skills. Sometimes we're not able to resolve the problems that are causing our negative stresses. And in such situations, we would employ emotion-focused coping strategies that help us to navigate and process the emotions coming from that source of stress. The idea is to reduce the emotional impact of negative emotions and stress. Examples would include working a difficult job that you don't want to leave, a loved one falling ill with a chronic sickness, or facing legal troubles. None of these particular things have an easy or simple resolution. Why not just quit the job? Well, some careers come with stress, but they are fulfilling in what a person wants to do. 
So what kind of techniques work with emotion-focused coping? Well, distraction. Negative thoughts and emotions, they tend to spiral and get worse the more we ruminate on them. So distracting yourself is a viable way to combat these negative emotions. Force the thoughts from your active thought processes by engaging in other mentally stimulating activities. Logic puzzles, crossword puzzles, or jigsaw puzzles can be an excellent tool. There's also emotional expression. The act of channeling your emotions into art is a practice as old as humanity itself. So turning the negative energy into something positive by creating is a tangible way to vent out difficult emotions and process them. You don't even necessarily need to be good at the thing you're doing for this to have a great benefit. Draw, paint, sing, dance. Do whatever will help you get that emotion moving out of you. Reframing. A problem is no longer a problem if you choose not to view it as one. So it's much easier to keep a positive attitude about life when you decide that negative experiences you meet are just challenges to help you grow and develop as a person. And yes, of course, that's not possible with every negative experience that you'll have in life, but it is a powerful tool that you can apply to many life challenges. And then there is disengagement. Sometimes a situation is past the point of no return. Sometimes there's no positive or necessary outcome to be had from a situation. Sometimes disengagement and removing yourself from a negative situation is the only way to deal with it. Disengagement becomes a problem when it's the primary means of coping and becomes avoidance. But there are some situations where disengagement is the only option. Okay, so problem-focused coping skills. Instead of managing negative emotions by addressing the emotions, sometimes... It's better, it's a better idea to use problem-focused coping mechanisms. And a problem-focused coping mechanism strategy requires you to identify what the problem is and take direct steps to curb, change, or rectify it. Though this may seem simple at first glance, the actual source of the problem may be deep beneath the surface. So, let's say that your, your job is stressing you out. Well, why is it stressing you out? Is it the work, the workload, the commute, your coworkers, your boss? Any one of these things could be the problem. The actual problem and source of the stress will determine what solution you need to use to fix it. Like, maybe you love your career, but you just don't like working for your boss. So, you can... Try to look for other job opportunities in the field. Problem-focused coping skills are generally better than emotional-focused skills because they focus on dealing with or removing the source of stress. That's not always a possibility, though. You can't take a chronic illness away from someone, and some people do not have the personality to take on difficult people in their lives 
in a head-to-head way. So, here are some problem-focused coping techniques. Time management. Many people are stressed out because they can't seem to find enough hours in the day. So, time management is an excellent solution for those that feel like they don't have enough time to get everything done that needs to be. It's also worth noting that sometimes it's not a lack of time management, but rather the person taking on more than they can reasonably handle. They may need to drop some activities. Then we have problem solving. The best way to counter stress about getting things done is simply to do the things. Identify the problem and take action to correct it. And the quicker you go about doing that, the less stress you will experience because of the thing. Break problems down. Problems become more stressful when they feel overwhelming. So breaking those problems down into smaller, more manageable chunks is an effective way to call the stress down to a more manageable level. Also taking control. A person's stress level, it can climb dramatically when they feel like they're not in control of themselves or the situation. Instead of sitting in that anxious space, it can be a good idea to take control of the situation and start working your way toward a solution. Granted, not everyone has a personality or demeanor for doing this, particularly in a group setting. But if you are getting stressed out from the aimless nature of a project, it might be time to offer to lead the way through it. Acceptance. It is a powerful coping tool because it puts you at ease with whatever situation you're in. If you can't change it, there's no real point in stressing out over it. It is what it is. To practice this, you must be adept at identifying what is within their control and what is not. Any situation that you are not in control of or cannot gain control of doesn't necessarily need to be worried about. It's true that you might need to deal with whatever the situation is, but after some time and practice, you can choose how to feel about it. Whatever you do, make sure to avoid negative coping mechanisms. They can trap a person in a destructive emotional spiral. They are obvious negative coping strategies such as substance abuse, emotional eating, escapism, and self-harm. And then there are not so obvious ones. Most of the emotion-focused coping mechanisms can devolve into negativity if they are a constant escape hatch for a situation that needs to change. Avoidance is an easy negative coping mechanism to slip into. The problem might be ugly, painful, and difficult to deal with, but it's going to need to be dealt with one way or another. A person may be fearful of confronting the issue or not want to accept the truth of the situation. Instead, they choose to avoid making a decision about the thing. They might do so by binge-watching television, sleeping, or focusing on fixing the problems of other people. Fixable issues need to be confronted and fixed. 
issues that can't be fixed need to be acknowledged and managed. So, you must take some time to really analyze the situation. Make sure that you're following the right path for coping with or changing your situation. And that is it today, guys. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and hopefully you learned something or took something away from this to help you out if you're having a hard time. But thank you so, so much for listening. I appreciate it. Please do me a favor and hit that follow button, guys, and I will talk to you guys later. Have a beautiful day.